Hello, hello, happy Friday, and aka happy should I wish day. Welcome if you are new, if you are joining us again, welcome back. This is a weekly conversation I have with my guests where we talk about all of the shit that we wish someone told us at some point or another about various things. Back to the most important topic of all, you. I'm your host, John Renee, certified evidence-based life coach, and I work with individuals to help them figure out who they are and live in assuredness so that they can be who they are here to be. And today, what we are going to be talking about is why we say yes when we really mean no. So I think something that we can all relate to. So we're specifically going to be focusing on how this shows up in our lives, why we do it, of course, and how you can stop that shit because ain't nobody got time for that. So joining us today, we have Sharon of Being a Badass. She is the founder and chief badass, and she coaches individuals every day who are empaths, people pleasers, uh, and closet badasses to not so subtly nudge them to be who they are here to be, their most badass selves. And she founded Being a Badass because she wants to see all of you unleash your badass and courageously live in your truth. And so we are so happy that she is here with us today. Thank you for being here. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Thank you for having me. And can I just have you introduce me every time I go anywhere? Because your intro was just on spot. So thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, So welcome. I'm glad we did a sneak peek. um, And I'm super excited to dive in because we we gave some, you know, stuff away, but we left a lot for this conversation. And so, I mean, let's do it. Let's dive in. What is some shit that you wish someone would have told you about saying yes and why we do that when we really mean no. Yeah. Oh, this is such a, an important topic. It's really dear to my heart. And I think there are, there are probably three or four main things that I wish someone had told me earlier in life. And it starts when you're a kid, right? So in those really formative years, we get all this programming about being a good girl or being a good boy, right? And what that looks like is paying attention, following the rules, saying yes to what people ask of you. And because we, because that's reinforced for us over and over again in school, in home, you know, with people in positions of authority, what happens is that we circumvent our natural intuition and we go towards wanting to please and have that yes behavior, right? So we get divorced from that knowing inside ourselves of what is actually a yes for us and what is actually a no for us when we bypass that regularly. So yes, I wish someone had told me that that is programming and that we can choose to think critically, even at a really young age, you know, kids today growing up, I think are thinking more critically than perhaps we used to when we were kids. And I would have loved someone to tell me, Think about what you really think is the right answer here, not just what I'm telling you to do. You know, that's one. What do you think about that one? Yeah, I think that you said so much good stuff and that, yeah, it becomes something where when we are agreeable, you know, it's like, oh, okay. Like you said, like it looks at more favorably. And I think that part of the problem there is that we aren't taught, you know, how to have healthy conflict. We're taught that if there's any conflict that, you know, go to your room, like, we're not going to talk about this. And so like, as adults, that conditioned us to, you know, whatever there's a conflict, like, I don't want to talk about it. Like, this is uncomfortable. Like, I don't know how to talk about it. Mm -hmm. And this is some shit no one ever told me. And so I think that, yeah, you're exactly right. Like we, we get this idea of, you know, kind of being agreeable as something that's like put on a pedestal so to speak, mm-hmm. where it's like, well, I, I, you know, that means that people will like me, which mm-hmm. primal needs, like goes back to, you know, we want to be accepted by a community. But I think that we are conditioned, like you said, in so many different ways, just to like do what we're told, whether it be with, you know, traditional school systems or um, with our parents saying like, well, because I said so, and, you know, not really explaining. And no one ever really, like you said, like paused to say, well, what do you think about this? And so I think that's a key problem that most of us mm-hmm. have never been asked the question or never thought like, hey, maybe I should ask the question. And so, yeah, that, mm-hmm. that is what I think about it. I think that that is an excellent point. Um, and that talks to what we did in this earlier the week where we did our little science experiment 
because um, what, okay, so the science experiment for anyone who doesn't know is Sharon had the great idea um, from Martha Beck, correct? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's like an integrity, like self-check and like that lady does it. What do you say? Every 15 minutes. Yeah, that's what I believe was recommended, but we didn't do that. We decided to go with a one hour check my mark. Yeah, which <laughs> was still a lot, honestly. And so what we did is every hour on the hour from nine to five, we set like work hours. Uh, we checked in with ourselves to ask, yeah. you know, was I out of integrity with, you know, anything that I you know, didn't actually want to do? Like, did I do anything in the past hour that I didn't really want to? And uh, it was pretty eye-opening for me. Like, how was it for you? Yeah, I, I think it's fun that we're going to catch up on this now because actually we haven't talked about how it went for right. either of us. So you guys are going to get this like in real time, right? Sure. And yeah. before I answer that, I think it's it's interesting to connect that to what we talked about just a minute ago about how as kids we are disconnected from our intuition for the most part, right? And so as adults, when we do something like this experiment, this integrity check, we are trying to rewire our brains to reconnect with our intuition in this like weird manual way where we set alarms on our phones, you know, in in the olden days, people didn't have that kind of technology and they were probably a lot more connected to their intuition. And so it's funny that our experiment is actually to bring us back to ourselves, to bring us back to our human nature, right? And that we have to have these tricks in order to be able to trick our brains into doing that right to like reestablish inner trust kind of funny oh go ahead I didn't mean to interrupt yeah no it's all good um so how did it go for me I thought it was super interesting I did have my alarm go off every hour and I liked the awareness creation of that I liked the consciousness that that created and uh there were several moments in the day where there was an insight one that I'll share is um I had the pleasure to spend some time with a a colleague of mine, a coach who wanted to interview me um, for her private Facebook group on that day. And I was really jazzed about it. And she was really jazzed about it. And we could, we just could not get the technology to work. It just wasn't, it wasn't happening. And so, um, yeah, so what did we do? We spent some time trying to troubleshoot it. And at the end of a while, I think we spent like an hour trying to figure it out. And at the end of that time, you know, she asked if we could just record it on Zoom and then she'd upload it later. And in that moment, I said, you know what, I'm going to be totally honest with you. I am hangry. Like I haven't had anything to eat today. And it was late in the day for us, you know, not to have anything in our belly. And I said, I'm just not, I'm not going to be my best for this interview right now. And I don't want to do that to you or to me. You know, I think what's, what's really best for both of us is that we, we reschedule this at a different time. And there was a little bit of back and forth on that, but she was super respectful about it. And we hung up and I, you know, I felt good about myself that I had spent a good while trying to help her get set up and trying to make it happen. But that I also was aware of my own boundaries in that moment. And I knew when I could say, yes, I'll help you. And I knew when I could say, no, I really, I need to do something different for myself right now. So we hung up. I immediately went and got some food. It was much better for everybody involved. And, and like, right after that, you know, my alarm went off. It was, you know, good timing. And I thought, I'm, I really feel empowered by that decision that I made to pay attention to my body, to pay attention to my needs, and to clearly communicate that to the people in, in my life and, and the, knowing that they will respect that. And if they choose not to respect that, then that also tells me something about, you know, the people that I'm interacting with and, and, there's a lot of learning in that, I think. I love that. Thank you for sharing. I, so I'm, I'm a very, I don't know where it comes from y'all, but I'm very organized actually. Like behind the scenes, Jonna is organized AF. And so what I did um, to speak to my experience about how it went and I feel so, okay, I'm, I'm jumping right to that because you had me- sent me a message on Instagram or somewhere and you were like, it's going great. I feel so good. And I was like, damn. Sharon is doing the damn thing. Your story <laughs> is like beautiful about like empowerment, listening to your intuition, like, you know, taking a moment and actually doing what's best for you because the hanger is real, y'all. If you, I mean, I the feel like you've all. The hanger is real. The hanger <laughs> is real. Um, because when you sent me that message when I read it, I had had several moments where I was like, yeah, I'm doing shit I don't want to do. Mm. And so it's interesting. Um, 
and that's why like, I wanted to offer that like immediately at the contrast in this because yeah. so the tell organization us, in me, I asked myself four questions. I posted these on my stories, but for anyone that didn't see them, uh, the four questions were yes or no. Did I do anything that wasn't a hundred percent? Yes. Um, number two, regardless of yes or no, how did that feel? So just one to three words. I mean, you could say more if you like, but you know, keep it simple. And then number three, if yes, what did I say yes to? And number four, why did I say yes? Because we spoke about that in our sneak peek. Like it's not only about the awareness, but like noticing the themes and the trends. And so I asked myself those four questions and we kind of alluded to this in our talk on the sneak or in our sneak peek on Tuesday, but it wasn't something that was necessarily like oh, 100% like, no, I don't want to do that. But it, were, it was things like, Ugh, I don't really want to email this person back. Like, like I don't really want to have to talk to them. Like, I don't really want to um, have to go like make dinner or like do do these things that are like lifely things. And it was something that I'm like, well, to your point about burnout, and you know, us like whenever I pulled some people um, last week, like, do you feel exhausted AF at the end of the week? Like everyone, like a hundred percent, it was a hundred percent of people said yes. And so I'm like, yeah. well, no wonder, like no wonder if we are, because if you would have asked me, I would have been like, no, I don't do anything. I don't want to do like, that's like, you know, I, it's like a, a trait of mine. Like I don't do that. I totally do that. <laughs> I yeah. totally do that. Guilty. And so, yeah. yeah. And so what I actually did the next day is I'm like, okay, let me do like a take two. Like now that I know what I'm in for and mm. take two went much better. I keep glancing down. Cause like I have my notes here. Um, I love that. The first day, like, how do I feel? I was like, uh, I mean, I did it because it was necessary. <laughs> like, because Sharon forced me to do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, not not the 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 activity, like the, the practice, but like, I did the thing, like whatever the thing was. Like, I sent the email because I had to. I made dinner because like it was necessary. Um, how did I feel about it? I felt like you know it's for my best interest. Like I'm growing, but it was something that it wasn't like a, a hell yes. And so what I was reminded of in that moment was choice energy over chore energy. And so what I did instead of, um, you know, being like, well, fuck, you know, there's really a lot of stuff I don't want to do that I do every day. How, how upsetting and overwhelming. I flipped that shit with a quickness and was like, you know what? I get to do these things. I yeah. get to email this person because I am responsible. Like I get to, you know, take care of these matters because I'm someone who has the, intelligence and like the resources to do so like I get to make dinner because I know how to and I have like the luxury of mm -hmm. being able to have a kitchen with all these like yummy foods like I get to do these things and it made a world of difference and so day two when uh, I went to to redo this then like my words were like you said like empowered like excited aligned focused um and yeah like motivated so yeah, it totally made like a big shift just within that like 24 to 48 hours. And so I think that that is definitely um, worth sharing because I too on day two had a moment where I was presented with something where I, I could have said yes, but I was like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> so I came yeah. up with a compromise and I was like, yeah, we totally can, but this needs to happen. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> and so it felt really empowering and really good. Uh, really efficient as well because mm -hmm. I'm not wasting time like doing things I don't want to do and so yeah that I, I really enjoyed the activity and I don't know that I will do it every hour but I will definitely <laughs> for the rest of point. your life <laughs> right like I'll be honest John skipped John missed a couple of alarms because I am a Pisces <laughs> as well even though I am organized so um I'm going to definitely make sure that's something that I incorporate into, if not daily, like a weekly, you know, like what did I do this week that I didn't really want to do just to keep yeah. that, you know, accountability. So yeah, thank you yeah. for proposing that. Yeah, I love it. And, and I think that it's a, a temporary activity because we're trying to rewire our habits, right? And so if you kind of have this funny experiment and you get to really be in touch with the feeling of how it feels when you're aligned with a hell yes or a hell no, the more that we remember that intuition, the more that we remember how to pay attention to our bodies, the less that we have to manually override it with, with an activity, right? The more yes. we just get in the habit of building that muscle and paying attention and being connected again with what's right for us. And so I think that that's really powerful too, is that 
you can you can do something like this experiment and then the idea is that over time you just get good at knowing what's right for you and yeah certainly we want to check in with ourselves from time to time like is that is that still working for us you know but the idea is kind of a, a long-term shift in in how we do things and I love that you had two really different days you know I think that's so powerful for the folks who are listening to us right now to know that the same person can have two radically different experiences with this activity and can see a shift so quickly. Like that's really satisfying, you know, the tangible yes. shift that you went through right from one day to the next. And, and it's totally possible to make really big shifts in a short amount of time. You know, people say change takes a long time. Like fuck that change can happen really fast if you decide it's going to happen, you know? Yeah. And also thank you for pointing that out. That's a great point. And satisfying was one of the words that I had like written down <laughs> day two for how I felt. And I love that you, you put it in that type of a frame because that's just like whenever people start like, you know, counting their calories or tracking their macros, like you measure it and then you kind of eyeball it and it's the same thing. And yeah, mm -hmm. to your point about um, change being able to happen quickly, the more you practice like these kinds of things, like the quicker it gets. This is like yeah. how we build resilience. This is how we, we learn how to pivot, right? Like this is how you yeah. get better at, you know, anything is like the more you do it with more practice. And so um, it is cool. Yeah. Like it was really cool that like from one day to the next, it was like, okay, the awareness is there. Now what am I going to do about it? And yeah, mm -hmm. change can happen super quickly. And also, you know, give yourself some grace if it doesn't, because John's been doing the work for a minute now. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. I'm this used true. to like self-assessing and being like objective about it and moving forward, which isn't always something that's easy to do. That takes practice as well. But yeah, change can happen very quickly. And it's cool that, yeah, like that happens. So if anyone wants the questions, uh, slide in my DMs. I'm happy to send them to you or you can listen to this back. Um, but yeah, so those, that was my experience. Is there any other yeah. like, key takeaways that you wanted to mention about like how that day went? Yeah, I think just connecting back to what we talked about in the sneak peek, I think the the goal initially for this exercise, if you guys want to give it a try, really is to be in awareness, right? You know, we're, we're kind of rushing to the um, end results here and how it felt for us and what changes we made. But even if you just start with that awareness of like, how am I showing up right now? You know, and having just more connection with that and more understanding is already huge. Like that's a win. So if you, you know, if this feels really hard and foreign to you, like take steps into it and know that each of those steps is actually really valuable and it's going to get you moving in the direction of being aligned with your truth, you know, just yeah. honor and respect wherever you're at in that process. If you're like, you know, super fly fast through it, like Jonna, or if you're like in molasses, like a snail kind of trudging through all of those situations are okay. It's just awesome to be thinking about how this is for you, you know, yeah. how you're showing up in your life related to this. So. Yeah. And this doesn't have to be something that you do like every hour. If you're like, that's way too much because we were like 15 minutes is way too much. Like make it work for you. Like if it's something that you try, like maybe you do it every day, maybe you do it weekly, maybe you do it yeah. three times a day, like, you know, morning, afternoon, night, like, like Sharon said, like make it work for you and give yourself space to like figure it out. Like yeah. whenever you started driving a car, you weren't able to, you know, do a three point turn. Like I'm, I'm sure. And it's one of those things that like the more you do it, like the more you get familiar with it and the more you start to try things. And so, yeah, yeah just like anything. There is another thing I noticed at the end of the day that I'd love to share too. Yeah. And it, it wasn't about like whether or not I said the yes that I wanted to say or the no that I wanted to say. It was more about the energy drain related to some decisions about how I was going to spend the, the second half of my day. And that really got me thinking. Like, I was just in a state of awareness about, like, fuck, so much of my energy is going to try to figure out how to make these things work. And I didn't want to let this person down. And I didn't want to let that person down. And I was literally thinking about, like, three different people and coordinating time and places and people and myself to try to make everything work for these, these four different people, including myself. And in the end, you know, the decisions I made were the right decisions for me, but the amount of energy drain and like mental load that that took on was just ridiculous. Like I, I don't want to spend my time thinking about things to that degree. And so doing the integrity check made me hyper aware of how much of my brain power and energy was going towards that. Even if I'm 
made the decision eventually that was right for me, it was a really slow process. And so the two cents I have for you related to that, and this is something I'm working on personally, is learn to make powerful decisions faster. I think that's really helpful. Like for those of us who like to do a lot of things, you know, with regards to we've got a business, perhaps, you know, we're John and I are leading our own businesses here. We have other commitments related to the people that we care about in our lives and our own self and our exercise. And like, we're trying to do a lot of things. And if we can't make decisions quickly about how to move through those things, we can really get immobilized and lose a lot of our time and energy in those places. And so that was a really good insight for me and just a reminder to try, try to move through those things faster. And sometimes just accepting the fact that there isn't going to be a perfect solution, you know, just out of the gate saying I'm searching for perfect here and perfect just ain't going to happen. So let it go. (laughs) Right. Just go with a solution and the day will be fine. It'll, it'll be how it is, you know, but let go of that. I feel faster. I, I feel very seen because all week I have personally been dealing with something that, I need to make a decision on and like I have, but exactly what you said, like I've been exhausted at the end of the day because I'm trying to figure out like (laughs) an email provider, just like to give you context. So it's not like this big thing. And so I'm trying to like set up a lot of technical things behind the scene and behind the scenes and same, like I've done one. I don't like it. I want to do something else. And instead of just like, all right, we're going with this one. I've spent literally like two days just researching and I feel overwhelmed, exhausted and like nothing got done at the end of the day, which is frustrating and draining and crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, it was funny because I was like, has Sharon been listening to my voice notes? Because I very much like voice noted Josh, um, Brent Nell and was like, so this is happening. And I'm just like giving him a download of my findings. Like, as if it's my job to research this stuff (laughs) and not actually move forward. So yeah, that is key. And yeah, thank you for pointing that out. That was something that was in my list of like, do you want to do these things? And so day one, it was very much like, well, no, like I don't want to be researching this shit. But then day two, it was like, all right, you're trying this one. And so I did start to like move forward with one, but yeah, Jesus. Yeah. It was, it was a, draining process and so yeah thank you for pointing that out which yeah, brings I, us oh go ahead yeah I just I, I I'm hyper aware of that too I recently went to a workshop on decision drain and the kind of the tools that we can equip ourselves with to make better decisions faster so I want to give a shout out to Christy Anderson a fellow coach who did an awesome workshop on that and really helped me become aware you know again going back to awareness of just like the hidden cost of the the decisions, the way we go about making decisions. So if that's something that is, you know, troubling you right now, she's definitely your gal. Yeah. Which brings us to like, what's the cost? Like, let's talk about the cost. Like, What's the cost of, you know, saying yes to things when we really mean no? Yes. Oh my God. Which we kind of hit on it. (laughs) (laughs) We We did. So I think we we make poor decisions right because mm-hmm. we are in that space of trying to people please of trying to um you know we're we're concerned about fear of missing that can cause us to to make decisions that are actually not good for us and sometimes not good for other people as well and that kind of takes us back to your first question about like should i wish i knew right or that someone told me earlier and i think that there's this really powerful lesson here that saying no can be a good thing. And so when you, when you're taught that saying yes is good and that makes you a good girl or a good boy. And if you don't pay attention and you say no, that's bad behavior. We, we get this ingrained dichotomy in our minds of saying yes equals good saying no equals bad. And so what I wish someone had told me is that that's just absolutely junk. It's just absolutely not true that you can say no, and that can be a good thing for you. And it can be a good thing for other people as well. Like there can be straight two-way liberation with that. When you release somebody of a commitment through that no, that also opens the door for 
them to be able to see things differently, do things differently, approach that relationship or that situation in a way that could be better for them too. Yeah. Yeah. I think when we spoke about the cost, like exhaustion, um, you become resentful oftentimes of people who, you know, we do things that we don't really want to do. Like, oh, fine. Like, I I guess, like, whether it be a a boss or a friend where it's like, yeah, Yeah. I guess I'll do that thing for you. And Mm -hmm. yeah, it really impacts the relationship. And you might be able to say like, no, like it doesn't. But like, look, look at my, look at our science experiment. Like, you don't really know until you actually pause to consider. And then like, think about that, like as you live your life. Because, um, yeah, yeah, like you can easily become resentful without intentionally, like, you know, no one, I think, wants to be resentful, but it definitely does happen. And, yeah, yeah um, there's, there's really, like, a lot. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of costs to, yeah. you know, what can happen when we continue to do this. And like you said, like, it's a disservice. It's a disservice to others. Um, and I think that something you said that was cool um, well, lots of things, but one of the things in the, your most recent comment was like, whenever we are in the space where, you know, someone does say no, and it can be a good thing to be liberating, mm-hmm. like for both parties. I think that we're so not used to people saying no, that when someone does it, we're like, Oh, <laughs> Oh <laughs> yeah. Like they said, no, like, Oh snap. Like that's a big deal. And it is kind of like, yes. it is because yeah. And uh, I said this on Tuesday, but anything that you say yes to is a no to something else. And so I just wanted to bring that here again, because, you know, we often don't know what opportunities we might not be present to because we're doing this bullshit that we don't necessarily want to do. And so, yeah, just, there are lots of costs. Um, Yeah, I agree. And I think it's really important that you brought up a number of those hitting costs and definitely being being tired stressed drained anxiety like all of those things can happen when we say yes and we really mean no and it leads to burnout and if we're not careful with that sometimes that takes us to a place where it's really hard to come back to that then you start to have serious impact on your mental and physical health and so we want to be aware of these things proactively so we don't get to a place of burnout you know it's it's really really important that we're able to see ahead and and see how these micro decisions actually have a macro impact on ourselves. Yes. And we're, you're priming people. Like if you always say yes to things, like you're priming people to expect like you to always do things. And so right. then if you ever can't, that's a big deal when it doesn't yeah. need to be. And also like, you know, you were saying in terms of like, what does that do to your mental health? Like if you're always like doing for this other person, like that can easily be a slippery slope where that starts mm-hmm. to become something that people take advantage of, whether that be consciously or unconsciously, it can just mm-hmm. happen because again, like you're conditioning that person to know that like, Hey, yeah, like, you know, Bobby always says yes to things. Like I'll just ask them to do it. Like, yeah. yeah. And then we have an escalation of commitment too, right? Because we start to identify with being a person who says yes and being a person who doesn't let other people down. And when, and when that gets really tied into our identity, we have a hard time realizing that we can shift that, right? That yes. actually we, we have a choice in that matter. And so, you know, someone may say, well, I really don't want to go and help somebody pack up her house. Um, but I already said that I was going to do it. And so we, we hang on to these commitments because we feel like we can't make a change because somehow that will reflect on who we are and our values and our identity. Mm -hmm. And so, and so we, we grip onto these things and then Mm -hmm. that becomes a slippery slope for us as well as for other people's expectations of us. When in fact, you always have the opportunity to revisit and reconsider, you know, like that, that's just the human experience is we're constantly dynamic, we're changing, we're evolving all the time. So it's actually quite a silly thing to say that we are going to be one way with a person or a situation, you know, for the rest of our lives, right? It's much more human to actually stop and think and evaluate. And you can change your mind, you always can change your mind. And people will respect that, like you said, you know, people will say, Oh, she's living her truth. I like that. I like that somebody in my life is modeling what it looks like to be human and real and aligned you know like that's that's pretty powerful 
yeah, it's like the the uh, the attraction of like the zero fucks mentality. Not saying that that person doesn't care, but saying that they're very much like, no, like I'm gonna do for me. And it seems because like that's what we think, right? Like you said, like saying no is bad, and we think that when we do that, that person like, well, they don't care. Like, well, there's mm -hmm. someone that you can't count on. You can't trust them. They never want to do anything. But like, you don't know their life. You don't know what they're going through. You don't know their experience. And so, um, yeah, I think that it kind of gets adopted, like the, the, the illusion of like zero fucks, but like, it's attractive because it's like, well, damn, like, I wish I didn't have to do some of this stuff. And like, I wish I could just say it too. And yes. so, yeah. So what, why do we say yes when we mean no? Like, yeah, we're, we're wired that way. Right. So part of that is fear of missing out. So we yep. think, oh, there's this, you know, exciting thing and I want to be a part of it. And if I say no, I'm not going to get to experience that cool thing. Right. Yep. So there's that there, there's wanting like that deep human desire, wanting to be of value of service to people, right. Of having meaning in our lives and contributing. It's such, it's such a deeply human experience to want that. And that's why we seek purpose. And that's why we seek connection. And so if we say no to someone, then we may feel like I'm cutting off that ability to be of service to you. And that that can be really, really profound for someone, you know, to walk away from that. We don't want to be viewed as not capable. And when we say yes, we equate that with being capable. And when we say no, we equate that with being not capable, which right. is just a fallacy, right? But we have these ideas in our heads of what we make those what we make those responses mean. And right. that's really what it's all about. Like we get to choose the story behind that. We get to choose what we make a yes and a no mean. And when we tell ourselves a story, it's really just fiction, you know? It doesn't right. have to be true. Right. Yeah, whenever we, and we'll go over the rest of these polls, but I feel like this is a good time to jump in with this one. So um, you had mentioned like, you know, we feel bad. We feel like we're going to miss out if we don't say yes. Like people um, won't feel like, you know, we're reliable. And so one of the poll questions was, do you wish you could just more easily say no? And 70% of people were like, yeah, that would be great. So dreamy actually was like the verbiage. So dreamy. But, I love it. <laughs> so dreamy. But 30%. Replied, but what if I hurt someone's feelings? And so, yeah. like, we're so concerned with, and I mean, I get it. Like, sharing works with people pleasers all the time. And, like, with, we were saying, it's something like we need to experience love and belonging before mm -hmm. we can experience self-esteem, self-actualization. So it makes sense. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, you know, talking in terms of living in your authenticity and, you know, just doing you like what that really means is finding the people who support you in that, not the ones who are going to, you know, make you feel some type of way or like use you for, you know, their own gain. But the kind of people that you can say, hey, that doesn't really serve me right now. Um, let's do this instead. And that have a conversation with you about it and like move forward in a productive way so that you can grow together. Like this is how we develop, you know, as relationships and, you know, as people. And so, um, yeah, I think that people not wanting to like step on anyone else's toes is a big reason that we say yes when we mean no. Mm -hmm. and, and a lot of that is the story that we make up in our head about yeah. the fact that they will be displeased with our decision. Right. right. And when we make up that story and then we project that story, then maybe they think, oh, I, I should be displeased. So then they, they absorb that energy as well. And so there's yeah. this magical power in actually approaching it with a different story and with saying this no that I'm about to give you can be good for me and it can be good for you. And so yeah. talking about two-way liberation, right? If you believe that that can be true, and I've seen this happen time and time again with my clients and with my own experiences relating with people, you shift your mindset going into a conversation, into a no conversation, and I swear magic happens. Did I tell you the story about Sam last time you and I were on the I IG so. live? No, okay, and tell you a little story. So dear friend of mine and client, Sam, he's a masseuse, and he came to me and he said, hey, Sharon, you know, I, I'm having some trouble going into this conversation because I want to, I've been offering my services for free to a really dear friend, and I've been doing that for a really long time, and I'm so scared to tell her that I can't do that anymore, you mm -hmm. know, that I, I, 
either need to work with other people who can pay me or I'm going to have to start charging her. I feel you like know. I see where this is going. <laughs> right. And so it was the most powerful moment when he shifted his thinking based on our conversation to see that that was not necessarily like a, a win lose situation where it was a win for him to say no. And it was a lose for, for his client. I said, what if having that conversation can benefit you and can benefit her? You don't even know how it's going to benefit her, but if you just go in with that mindset, what could happen? So he tried it. He was a little bit like eh, a little nervous, right? Of course. But he went into the conversation and he said, I'm, I'm going to approach it like that. I'm going to see what happens. I got a text from him like an hour after that. He was on top of the world. Okay. So here's what happened. He went in there, you know, and just communicated that as, as kindly and as candidly as possible. Mm -hmm. And guess what she said? I'm guessing she was probably like, oh my God, I've been wanting to pay you, but I haven't wanted to bring it up. Yes. Yes, exactly. So you never know what the other person's going to say. But when you walk in there with that positive energy of like, this can be a good thing for the other person. She was actually thrilled. She was like, I'm so happy that you are thriving in your business. And I'm so ready to support you as a friend and as a business owner. And it would give me such joy to be able to pay for your services going forward. And like, he just couldn't believe it. He couldn't believe that it was so easily had turned into something that was positive and it was all about the story that he had constructed in his mind. And so to me, that's a really, really powerful lesson, whether you're talking about something small or something big, the energy that you bring to that no is really important. It's not just the words of saying yes or no. It's really the intention that you have behind that and, and the mindset that good can come out of it. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And I think that goes, that's another thing. Um, in terms of like why we say yes when we know in terms of like the scarcity mindset, right? We're afraid if we don't say yes to this thing that, yeah. you know, there won't be more. And so like in the story of Sam, 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 mm -hmm. um, yeah, it was probably, and I don't want to speak for him, but it seemed like it was something where he was like, well, I don't want to have this conversation because what if they get mad? Like what if yeah. you know, they're no longer my friend, like a scarcity type of a mindset. And Absolutely. so I love that you pointed out like, just shifting, like you just reframe like what your intention is. And that's really helpful because as humans, we want to be right. And so we're going to mm -hmm. seek out opportunities. Like that's the way your brain works, like your reticular activating system, like it's filter. And so you're going to mm -hmm. seek out opportunities in ways that this thing can be correct. And so if you are looking for opportunities for this to be a win for both parties, then chances are some way you're both going to come up with, you're going to be more committed to that compromise and to like making it actually yeah. be something that's beneficial for both parties. And so, yeah, that's I, absolutely right. Yeah. I love how that works. And I'm glad that you mentioned the scarcity mindset. I think that's a really important part of why we say yes. When we mean no is because we are, we are scared that things are finite in our lives. So whether it's scarcity mm -hmm. around friendships, we're scared to lose a friend or, mm -hmm. you know, a relationship when we say no to that person, that can make us say things that are really out of alignment with us. You know, how many of us stay in bad romantic relationships because we're scared to say no be because we're scared to lose that relationship and we don't think we'll find somebody else. That happens all the time. And then we're scared also about opportunities. So you know, take having yep. your own business and looking for clients. If you, if a, if a client approaches you and says, you know, I'd really like to work with you and you don't feel like that's a good fit for you, but you say yes, because you're scared that another client isn't going to come along, then how do you think that experience is going to go for you yeah. and for them? If it's not a good fit, it's probably not going to be a great experience for you. It's probably not going to be a great experience for them. And, and that's going to snowball as well right? Yep. After that. And so if you go into it with the mindset, you know what, thank you so much for that. Um, I think that I'd love to refer you out to this person who I think would be a really great fit for you. And you go in with that abundance mindset of that's going to be great for them. And there are going to be other people who are the right person for me. Then again, it can be a win-win. We just sometimes have to learn to override these things that our brain is telling us to do or to feel or to think. Right. <laughs> Yeah, because our emotions, your emotions are going to take over first. Like that's like yeah. the first limbic part. Like that's the first part of your brain. So your emotional reaction is going to happen first. But hey, we're evolved. We're an evolved species. We have the neocortex. We have the 
availability, and this is what separates us from everyone else in the animal kingdom, is that we have the ability to have the discernment to, you know, look at one situation and, you know, consider the outcomes that we want and the experiences that we have and how we can leverage that for, you know, our benefit to actually get what we want. And so, yeah, yeah. I think that that's so important because oftentimes, yeah, if we are fearful of, you know, saying yes to someone or saying no to someone, then yeah, like you're, you're caught walking like them, yourself, like you don't know what other good opportunities are going to be out there. And yeah. in the example that you used, I love that you used that one because that's something where, you know, you're holding like that person back as well. Like if you are like a business owner or, you know, someone who is working with someone and you're like, it's not really a good fit, but like you said, might as well, like we can make it work. You are, you know, going to be doing yourself as much, if not more of a detriment than them, because you're going to be, you know, it's going to be more hassle than it's worth most likely. And you're not going to be enjoying it. And yeah, mm -hmm. it's just snowball effect. Like you said, mm -hmm. like, mm -mm. Mm -mm. by the way, can I just point out, I love when you bring the science into our conversations, Thank like you. you're so good at it. You just load that in really naturally such a turn on for me so keep thank doing you <laughs> thank you we like that we like that this is part of my computer that just fell apart uh while <laughs> we were talking so thank you so how has learning more about the no and why we say yes when we mean no how has that contributed to your inner trust oh it yeah just a hundred percent has made my inner trust so much stronger and again, it's just building that muscle, right? It's practicing it. And then the more you do it, the more that you, that it becomes innate. So yeah, that's yeah. all I have to say about that. It's just huge. <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, like we've mentioned uh, earlier, it's something that the more you do it, the easier it gets, like you just mm -hmm. said. And it's not something that you're necessarily going to be able to like, okay, well, like now that I know this, I'm just going to start saying no, like, your body keeps the score. You're going to remember like that anxious, like nervous feeling in the pit of your stomach. You're going to think in your head like, okay, I don't want to say yes to this thing. But what happens because we fear the unknown, like let's take it there. Like we fear the unknown and we, if you've never said no before, or you don't yeah. usually say no, or you have bad experiences saying no, then you're going to be hesitant to actually do it and like take that leap mm -hmm. because you're going to remember all the other times or you know, if it's something that you haven't done, you're not going to know what to expect. And so it's something that you have to like baby step into. And we'll talk mm -hmm. about this, um, you know, whenever we talk about like how to stop saying it, but something that you baby step into and you start saying no to like little things, like with people closer to you before you start yes. like telling your boss, like, I can't get that report to you by Friday. Like, we don't want to start there. <laughs> we want to start like, we don't want to give you a panic attack. Like we want to start like easier. Um, so yeah, we'll talk more about those in just a second. But first, first, I want to go over the poll results, the rest of them. Does that sound good? Awesome. That sounds great. Okay, cool. So our first question, it was a slider. And so with these, I kind of have to just tell you what it looked like. Do you ever agree to doing things that you don't want? So consciously, um, it looked like a little more than like 50%. Mm. In, and I'll post it after the live so that you can see exactly like where it was. But it looked like about a 55-ish, maybe 60% of people. So consciously aware, which is better than me, I'd have been like, hell no, and like slid it on down. So, I mean, people are kind of like, they have, they yeah. have some, some awareness. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's um, telling that there's some level of awareness there. And it's also telling that, you know, for some of us, that awareness maybe isn't there, right? And so it's a reminder to take a look at that and that we all have the opportunity to, to reevaluate and, um, you know, reflect and observe about how, how we're doing this, how we're approaching it. What do you yeah. think? Great point. And thank you for asking uh, my insight. I think that we are in an age where we're pretty, we're pretty woke, so to speak. We're pretty aware. Like we have a lot of resources available to us and, you know, while you can't like blanket statement everyone, it has brought a lot to light in terms of like mental health. And so I'm saying that mm -hmm. to say that I think a lot of us know that like they might be a people pleaser or that they do these things, that we have these tendencies. We say yes when we don't want to. Like we have mm -hmm. that level of self-awareness and we are able to, you know, recognize like this about ourselves without feeling guilty oftentimes, mm -hmm. like a lot of us, not always, but sometimes. And I think that with that awareness 
is like nothing without action. And so even though like we might know it or about 55% of people know it, you know, that's nothing if you don't actually do something about it. You don't have to do anything about it. Like you can just keep on keeping on if you're okay with that. But based on the rest of these questions we're about to go over, I don't think you're okay with it. And so that's why we're yeah. having this conversation. Um, and, and as you go through the rest of the poll questions, I'm actually going to go off camera for a second while I grab my charger, but I am okay, cool. with you guys still. Cool. All right. I will do that. So thank you for the heads up. Uh, if yes. And so this is the one that, well, I didn't tell you this one. If yes, is it because you feel guilty or want to be liked? And 63% of people said it's because they feel guilty. And 37% of people said it's because they want to be liked. And so I want to note, like, what this tells me, um, 63%, the majority of people said that it's because they feel guilty. Like, there's a lot of shame in that. Like, what do you feel guilty about? And so that would be the next question that I would encourage the 63% percenters to look into. Is like, what do you feel guilty about? Do you feel guilty about not showing up for them? And I'm not trying to put words in your mouth. I'm just offering you opportunities um, for consideration. Like, what is it that you feel guilty about? Is it not showing up for them? Is it, you know, like, you think it's a, it's a, you know, gash at your character? Like, what is it that you feel guilty about? And then for those that the 37% because they want to be liked, those are our people pleasers. Those are the ones that, you know, want to be a part of a community. And to you all, I would encourage you to consider, you know, is the type of people that I'm trying to impress, like the kind of people that truly have your best interest at heart? Or is it something where, you know, you're just trying to get in their good graces because you're like, you know, I think this is the thing to do. So those are the considerations there. Uh, did you hear that part? I did. Yeah. Okay, cool. Thoughts on that one? Yeah, I, you know, I, like you said, I think it's really helpful to be in a state of awareness. And then that gives you the choice. I think the the most empowering part of this conversation is knowing that you have choice, and that those choices and the energy that you bring into your decision can really impact your outcome. And so it's not, it's not a done deal. It's not like, you know, everything is predetermined and predesigned mm -hmm. and you have to say yes or you have to say no and everything's gonna like the dominoes will fall right? right you really have an opportunity to create the experience the relationship the context you know that that you want yeah yeah that's an excellent point that's something that i work with my clients on i'm i make sure to tell them like you create the relationship dynamic like you set the tone whether you're always doing things for people and you're always saying yes or whether you are you know, having a healthy conversation about, you know, and something I wanted to say as well, whenever you were talking about your experience with Sam or Sam's experience mm -hmm. rather, was mm -hmm. that you can literally say, I'm going to say no to this. And here's why, like, you can make yes. it like a very clear, like, I, I want to have a conversation and I, I feel some type of way about it. I feel nervous about it. I feel uncomfortable. About it. I'm not sure how to go about it. So, you know, just a heads up, if I seem awkward or if I seem nervous or like, whatever, like, the more you can communicate, the more well it's going to be received because people respect mm -hmm. that vulnerability. And let's be honest, if you go to someone and say like, hey, I feel nervous about what I'm about to talk to you about, I doubt they're going to try to be an asshole and like make it worse. If anything, they're probably going to try to like make you feel more comfortable. Yeah. And I, I love that, you know, kind of sharing intentions and feelings. And I, and I think that um, what I what I have found works really well for me is when you share a, an intention with somebody that you want a good outcome for both people involved, I feel like that sets the tone. You yeah. know, when you go in and you say like, this feels kind of scary for me, or I'm kind of nervous, but what I really want is for this to work out in your best interest and be good for me as well. Yeah. Then you're kind of setting a joint objective, assuming that that person also has your best interest in mind, then you're kind of disarming the dialogue before it starts to say, like, let's collaborate, let's work something out that can be okay for all of us, you know, and, yeah. and that I think tends to have really good results. That is some shit I wish someone told me how to have right? difficult conversations. Because yeah. yeah, like, you're just standing there like, afraid. And yeah. you're like, uh, so uh, I don't know, like, yeah, like how to have good conversations, like how revolutionary, if 
we all approach conversations with, hey, you know, this is my intention for this. This is how I'm feeling about this. You know, what are your what are your intentions and goals? Instead of mm -hmm. like, can we talk? Because I mean, I think those words, everyone's like, oh, shit, like something's wrong. Put on the seatbelt. <laughs> what did I do? Like yeah. we, we spiral, we, we spiral into this concern about like, they want to have a conversation. Something must be wrong because we don't talk. That's just what we don't like. We don't do that. And so, yes. yeah, I think that that is excellent advice to take to the thank bank. You. So yeah, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Preface your conversations. 1000%. Mm -hmm. Um, the other question, the next, the next poll question we asked was the one that I had shared earlier. Do you wish you could more easily just say no? 70% said yes. And 30% said, but what if I hurt someone's feelings? And so, um, Again, like looking at those numbers, you're aware, so kudos, and you want to mm -hmm. do better, or not better, but you want to do differently, excuse me, you want to yes. do differently. And at the same time, like a 30%, that's still a significant percentage that are concerned about the feelings of someone else. And so those yeah. are the people pleasers. So what would you say to them? I think it's just what we talked about, right? You know, we are designed to care about others as well. I'm not telling you not to care, but I think it's just what we talked about a minute ago, which was going in with, with explaining your intentions for a conversation and mm -hmm. saying that you're looking out for the other person's best interest and that you do really care about their experience. Like then I think you can both work towards solution, a solution together. That's going to make sense. You know? Yeah. That's worked well for me. How about for yeah. you? I think for, to those that wish they could more easily say no, um, I mean, to both, I think, to the ones that are like, yeah, that'd be great. And the ones that are fearful of hurting someone's feelings. I mean, again, like self-check, like what is it about like why, why the fear of hurting someone's feelings? Like, why do you think someone's feelings are going to get hurt there? Like, what do you yeah. think is going to happen? And is it something that you've just never said no so that you don't know? Did you have a bad experience? Like, that's so, you know, subjective just in terms of, like, how to approach it. But um, just asking yourself better questions. And to the ones like, yeah, it would be so dreamy, consider that outcome. Consider what it would be like. What would it be like to say no? Like, kind of play that out in your head. And like you said, in terms of setting the stage, like, what are your intentions and, like, what are your goals? And what can you do? to make all of that happen, to actually say no and still, you know, make sure that both parties come out, you know, of this on the, the other side in like a positive way. Um, and like you were saying, like it becomes a self liberating situation. You're, oh, you're percolating. I don't know if that means that. I don't know if that means that. Can everyone, can anyone posting or watching, excuse me, is Sharon frozen? Let me know. Oh, okay. Yep. Sharon is gone. So I will just have a conversation and wrap it up. Um, and we'll see if she comes back. So the next question that we asked everyone was, what is some shit that you wish someone told you about why we say yes when we really mean no? And this is something that I'm going to start asking everyone. Hey, um, and I'm going to start compiling these answers and sharing them with you so that you have them. Um, on a web page that I will link to you so that they will live there forever. And we already started last week with self-care. So I'll make sure to link that in my stories whenever I post this replay. So with that being said, some of the responses that we got um, in terms of, you know, what some shit you wish someone had told you, um, use force. My mom used to use force with me to say hello and chat with adults. I felt uncomfortable with that. Uh, it was a no to yes by like default. And so from there, I think what they mean by that is just not feeling forced or not forcing your children to, you know, say, Hey, and hang out with adults. Um, because yeah, that's uncomfortable and that's, you know, teaching consent. And so another, um, insight here is wanting to be liked and not disappoint people, a key one that we covered, um, that it's okay to do so. I've always been the go-to guy for my family and friends my whole life yes yes so that's what we talked about earlier as well in terms of like you condition people um and so yeah it's okay to say no exactly agreeing to do things that you don't want that only hurts who you said yes to that's also true um so that's another one we have there and then we have when you say yes to something else to someone else you say no to yourself 
with a microphone emoji, drop that mic. Uh, we have, when done repeatedly to please someone else, you wind up in a whole ass fake life and trap yourself. A freaking men. These are good. Because your heart and focus won't be quote unquote in it. Also true. And then we have, it always harms you and makes it worse in the end. So those are things that uh, other, that you, that you all said that you wish someone would have told you when it comes to, you know, saying yes when we mean no. So thank you for sharing those. And like I said, I will make sure to um, post the link where I'm putting all of these whenever I post the replay. And that brings us to what some steps are that we can do whenever we are in the space where we keep saying yes, but we want to say no. And so some things that we came up with here are uh, proactively create awareness. So just like Sharon and I shared that we did with our science project or science experiment rather earlier this week, you know, spend a day with yourself or, you know, set an alert or at the end of the day or whatever works for you, but spend time in a space where you are um, asking yourself, like, you know, did I do anything? Like start with the awareness because you can't change anything that you are not aware of. And so, yeah, making sure that you are in a space where you do that, whatever that looks like for you, whether that be on a you know daily basis, whether that be every hour, whether that be every 15 minutes, which is what Martha Beck suggested, um, whatever that looks like for you. Another thing that you can do um, is in when you are a situation where you're being asked something that you don't necessarily want to say yes to, then pause before you respond. And whenever you do that, that gives you the opportunity to, you know, again, like I said, we emotionally react first. And so when you take that pause, it gives you the opportunity to think like, hmm, you know, what happened last time I said yes? Like, what do I want to help in whenever I say yes in the future? And so um, pause before responding, always a good call. Check in with your intuition. That is another one. So, you know, how are you feeling about it? Because like we mentioned, like your emotions are what's going to come up first in terms of um, that initial response, your initial reaction. But take time to also, you know, pay attention to that as you are pausing and, you know, considering what it is that you actually want. Uh, we're going over what are some things that you can do in order to, you know, actually start saying no um, if you are someone who has been saying yes. And so... We had mentioned uh, create the awareness and then pause before you respond, check in with their intuitions. Do you have anything you'd like to add to that or anything else you want to add? I just really like pause before respond. And the reason I think that's really important is because sometimes we feel that we have to give an answer right away and mm -hmm. we don't even entertain the option of thinking about it. And sometimes we, you know, we live in this really fast paced world where everything is immediate and uh, information is at our fingertips and responses can happen so fast, right? So the kind of old school way of actually digesting a request, <laughs> going away, thinking about it, feeling into it and coming back may not feel like it's an option that's available to you, but it absolutely is. And in yeah. fact, it's, it's one that I recommend that you use regularly, you know, just put a pin in that and say, thank you so much for that invitation, or I hear what you're asking for. Um, let me get back to you in a short while. And what that allows you to do is to actually quiet what may be someone else's energy voices in that situation and really tap into what is your voice telling you yeah right so what is it that you actually want and feel and if you're not actively regularly getting in touch with that intuition you may need that extra time right it may just not appear so quickly and so you may need that extra time and that quiet to then become aware of your true feelings or beliefs about something so i i really just want to put some extra oomph in that option <laughs> yeah cool thank you for doing that because yeah i was kind of like just do this so yeah thank you for that insight um another thing we have to add here is consider and we've alluded to this consider what i'm saying no to if i say yes to this what's the trade-off versus like the opportunity or the cost, like, you know, make a, a cost benefits, like pros and cons list if you need to. But yeah, consider all those things because we mentioned it earlier, 
but it's like sometimes you might not even know like what you're saying mm-hmm. uh, or what you're missing yes. out on whenever you say yes to something. So there's that one. Um, also, I don't know if this is a good time to talk about it, but at some point I definitely want to share a methodology that has been really powerful for me, which is the simple no. Mm-hmm. And Byron Katie um, came up with this. And I love if you get a, an opportunity to hear some of the examples that she gives. They're so powerful. One of my favorites was her um, in a conversation with Oprah and Oprah trying to learn this methodology of like how to say no and still be kind. She and Oprah was like, but you know, what if people ask for this? What if people ask for that? And there's always a way to say no and be kind. And, and I think that what's really interesting about that, that's been very shifting for me is the simplicity of not explaining mm-hmm. always, you, you don't always have to explain your no. One of my favorite things is no is a complete sentence, mm-hmm. right? Isn't that one fun? And, and so we, we tell ourselves that we always have to give an excuse. We always have to give a reason that somebody deserves to have a justification. And the reality is that that's, that's not always the case. You can just say no and say, thank you and have a smile on your face and, what happens when we do that is that we we don't give people kind of a, an in, mm-hmm. you know, if we say no, because then there's like that door is cracked open and people are going to want to open that door really wide if there's a little crack there. Right. And it's it just becomes a lot harder for us and very energy draining to then have to continue to say no, because, no, because, no, because, right? It takes your time. It takes your energy. Sometimes people have good intentions when they're trying to um, come up with a reason why your no should be a yes. It's not always malicious, but it's not what you want. And so it's, you're really better off if you just don't go into all that detail with someone. Right. You want to talk about empowering, like, no, like that is empowering AF. Like people are like, but what? So yeah, and like what I mentioned earlier, it's kind of like, oh, like, okay. Um, yeah. So yeah, I love that. Okay, cool. Well, we have talked about, you know, why we say yes when we mean no. Uh, we also covered, um, you know, how to, like why we do it. And well, I just said that we covered why we say yes when we know we talked about like what it looks like in life. We talked about, you know, some ways to create awareness and like the importance of that. Um, some general consensus from you all about, you know, how you have like what your experience has been when saying yes, when you mean no. And, you know, we also talked about like some ways that you can start to say no instead of yes, like say what you actually mean. And so creating awareness around it, taking a pause, checking in if you hear mr t he is like coughing up something um (laughs) hey mr t (laughs) poor little dude so um i think he's fine now so um yeah practicing practicing saying no was something that we also had mentioned earlier uh and i want to circle back to that really quick before we hop off and that is you know whatever you are ready to say no whenever you've taken the pause like whenever you listen to your intuition whenever you are ready to say no you can like Sharon just said, do the simple no. Um, And even with that, like it can be scary. And so making sure that you, and this is what I was talking about earlier when I said like, you start to say no with like people that you're comfortable with, people that like, you know, your best friend, like, and you can even preface it with saying, I'm gonna say, I'm practicing saying no. And so I'm gonna use this as an opportunity to do that. And like, that can be your no. Like start with people that, you trust to support you in like helping you actually say no. And so what's going to happen with that is again, like we spoke about like the rinse and repeat, right? Like the more that you start to do that, the easier it's going to become. And before you know it, you will be a no sane badass. That's right. Woo! I love that. <laughs> so, okay. Um, do you have anything else that you would like to add? I think this is, yeah, I think this has been awesome. I'm just loving being on these collaborations with you and I hope that for those who are listening, that there have been some insightful pieces in there that make you think a little bit differently about your options going forward. So yeah, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you. Thank you for being here. I feel like, yeah, we've given a lot of insight. And so make sure that if you're listening or if you were watching the replay to definitely like slide into our DMs um, at being a badass at soul searching squats, let us know what your biggest takeaway was. 
so that we can, you know, make these better in the future as we move forward. So, all right, where can they find you? What do you have going on? Awesome. So um, at being a badass on Instagram and yeah, I have a fun event going on next week. It really speaks to some of the themes that we were talking about earlier related to burnout, not doing the right things, saying yes when we mean no really can take us to a pretty crappy place. And so we're going to have what I'm calling a two-day mini party on Wednesday, on Tuesday and Wednesday next week. So if you want to join me, uh, check out the link in my bio to register. But really, I'm going to help you tap into what are the things that are draining us right now? Um, what are the things that could be energizing us mm -hmm. that we really want to reorient our attention mm -hmm. to? And how to stop, you know, really really living by the shoulds. I love this exercise called shedding the shoulds. Mm -hmm. And um, like you talked about earlier, when one door closes, another door opens. So we, we really have the opportunity to say what I get to do as opposed to what I should do and open those doors that we want to be opening. So yeah. it's been a ton of fun. Thank you for having me on here. And of course. yeah, thank Hope you, you guys all here. have an awesome rest of your day. Yeah. Thank you for being here. Um, that sounds awesome. So yeah, I'll make sure to link um, her bio in the description so you can just tap on over and learn more about that. That definitely sounds like something if you're a people pleaser, if you're someone who, you know, was like nodding your head or being like, Oh, yeah, like, that's me, then definitely want to check that out. Um, what I've got going on over here is for everyone who has like done the self help things who have like tried all of the stuff, you've read the books, you follow the accounts, and the shit's not working for you. Like you're still, you're like, I'm doing the things I'm thinking positively. Like the shit is not working. Then I created something just for you. Uh, when self-help isn't helping five reasons why and what to do instead, where I break down for you why that shit does not work and what you can actually do instead that does so that you can actually start to help yourself. And so if you are interested, then you want to sign up for that. Go to uh, when self-help doesn't help.com. You can do it there. You can sign my DMs, tap the link in my bio. We got options. We got options. So uh, that's what I've got going on. Next mm -hmm. week, we will be back. Debbie Harrell is going to be joining us. We're going to be talking about the mind-body connection next Friday, which is always a good topic near and dear to my heart. Someone who like came from a movement background. So uh, make sure to tune in for that at 3 p.m. Eastern. So yeah. Sounds great. All right. Well, thank you all. Have a wonderful evening. Make sure to slide into our DMs and let us know what your biggest takeaway was from this. And we'll talk to you then. Awesome. Bye. Bye, guys.